Saladino, who gets free out of the backfield. He's now up to the 40, the 45, throws out a stiff arm. He's got one man to beat the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Fordham. What a run for the third string running back. Amazing the gun, Bracalone to his left, a receiver out left, two receivers to his right. Drops back, three-step drop. Now rolls left, he's getting chased down by Glenn Cunningham, and he is hit by Cunningham and sacked in the backfield, and the ball could be out. Wow. Covered by Fordham, wow. Give this to Paladino, he cuts it back up the middle, and wow. he has the first down, and he's gonna have a touchdown. 10-5, touchdown, Fordham. D'Angelo Paladino with his third rushing touchdown of the day, a 48-yard rush to bring him up to 297 yards on the ground. Another week, another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. I'm Tom Scabelli. Across from me is Tommy Aldridge. We're joined, as always, by head Fordham football coach Andrew Briner. Coach, thanks for coming on on such a rainy, disgusting Sunday afternoon. <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's always a, a little bit uh, a little bit nicer after a win. So uh, today's a beautiful day, as far as I'm concerned. So, coach, you've had about 24 hours or so now to reflect on that 45-35 win over Lehigh. Looking back, what are you most proud of about your team's performance? I am most proud of how we prepared for that football game um, going all the way back to, to last Tuesday um, you know a, another rainy day uh, did a walk through in Lombardi gym um, you know at the time a, a two and six football team that that certainly hasn't had the type of season it wanted that that was a, a scenario that that you know you could you could have a wasted day um, and, and it was anything but I was I was impressed with their approach their focus the, the preparation continued throughout the week, and, and I, I am thrilled for this group of, of student-athletes, for this coaching staff, that the, 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 the things that we talk about, the hard work, preparation, effort, execution, that we put it all together and got rewarded for it. It was such an uh, entertaining game, Coach, and just the so many plays being made on all levels. I, what... Was the was the playmaking contagious, or what was it about the energy that was so infectious? I'm just thinking Nico Thorpe has an interception. D'Angelo's running it all day. Different balls are being deflected everywhere. A defensive lineman has an interception. It was like every time that I thought you guys couldn't pull another like trick out of the hat, another huge play was made. Yeah, I you know I've been around the game of football obviously for a long time. And one of the things that, that I am very certain of in football is momentum plays such a huge role. Um, and, you know, I, I think you saw that yesterday. It was good that the offense got off to a, a fast start. Um, you know, they, they responded. But, you know, I, I, I do think the emotion, the energy um, built off of each other. I thought it fed off of each other, offense to defense, special teams included in there as well. I, I loved the emotion, the energy the the momentum that we created you know even even on our sideline guys being excited guys being into the game um it, it was it, it's fun um it's fun when when you're making plays and, and guys get into it and uh, it creates a, an atmosphere where where everybody's fired up everybody's locked in everybody wants to be the guy that makes the next play 
Is it extra satisfying to have a win that was really just a complete team effort? I mean, offense, 45 points, the defense, four turnovers, special teams. Andrew Mews had a couple punts to pin them deep, had great field position all game. How satisfying is that? Oh, without a doubt. You know, I, I said that to the team, you know, afterwards, that this this is one of those wins that is, that, that it truly everybody gets credit for it. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, and again, looking at the tape, you know, early this morning, Saw, saw all three phases play winning football. Coach, how about that first quarter? Just one of the most electric quarters of football I think we've seen all season on both sides, really. I mean, uh, at one point, uh, D'Angelo had, you know, three carries for 60-something yards. Noah Nix was uncoverable in the first quarter. Uh, and then on their side, they had their quarterback was one for one with a slant all the way to the house, and their running back had some good yards. So that was so much, so many fireworks in this game. How did you maintain them throughout the rest of the game on both sides of the football? You know, I think the the credit goes to our to our players for that uh, a belief, a confidence that that we were going to continue to make plays even when things didn't go well. Um, you know, there there was a, a positive attitude there was a positive vibe on the sidelines on the benches um and and i think the the belief that that we could continue to make plays you know starting with the, the first quarter you have two teams that traditionally very good on offense you have offensive coordinators um you know that that have that that opening script so to speak ready to go in some very specific plays that you want to get run and and i thought you saw on both sides those plays kind of hit and then it becomes okay how do you adjust offensively defensively going forward and I thought you know our coaching staff did a a really nice job of of communicating and and finding the the answers so to speak. D'Angelo Palladino had that huge game he came into this year as the fourth string running back but with injuries to the top three guys he steadily moved up and up and I mean yesterday's performance 31 carries 297 yards three touchdowns I have no words for that performance. Do you have any? <laughs> uh, impressive, impressive. Um, you know, we say four string line. He's the fourth guy that that's played this year. Um, you know, there was a battle, certainly a three way battle for the the second spot. D'Angelo got injured during camp, so he kind of slid slid to the to the back of that group. But uh, you know, as, as I said yesterday on the field, um, he's a guy that we saw his freshman year against Elizabeth City. Um, you know, really in in the fourth quarter, ran for over a hundred yards. So he's a, a young man that we knew has talent has potential you know he's dealt with some some injuries um and and battled through those and then it was a matter of getting an opportunity and and seizing it um and and he did that but very impressed very happy for D'Angelo um that that he had the kind of success that I know he's been longing for and yeah coach it's and I mentioned this during the broadcast but it's been so cool to see how many capable backs are on this roster right now, really four just extremely capable backs when you think about the guys who have been injured and who have played. And Zach Davis is a freshman. D'Angelo Palladino is only a sophomore. So some really good days of running, hopefully ahead. On the flip side, for their running game, Dom Bragg alone was just really just a load and a tough guy to tackle. It seemed like I was saying it took like a village almost on each each tackle or each play with him. How were you guys able to contain him? He had a decent game, but really he could have been a force that wrecked the game the way he was running. How did you keep him in check to the extent that you did? Yeah, um, to the extent that we did, I think that that's the important term. Um, you know, he had a big day, and and you know, hats off to him. Um, but we 
we have a higher standard uh, for stopping the run than than what we what we did yesterday. You know, but Dom's a good back. I mean, we saw we've seen Dom now for for three seasons. He's a, a big guy. Um, he's f- way faster than you think he is. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you you have to wrap him up. You have to run your feet, and oftentimes it does take more more than one. I, I thought you know he had a couple. He had a few long ones. Um, but when when he did get through, I thought there were several that were important that we we got him on the ground or we forced him out of bounds we used the sideline as that that 12th defender so to speak and didn't let you know didn't let the long touchdown happen um or or more long touchdowns happen so um you know i i thought i thought certainly guys like glenn cunningham um did a really nice job of being really physical uh with a back like dom and, and that's what you have to do Speaking of Glenn Cunningham, four sacks, a sack fumble, continuing just a great freshman year. How impressed have you been with him this year, and how excited are you for the future of him as being, you know, a cog in this Fordham defense? Yeah, no, I, I'm extremely impressed, um, pleased. I think you asked me a, a couple weeks ago, you know, Tommy, you know, what did we think about Glenn coming in, and were we surprised? And then we we had high hopes for Glenn as a freshman. Um, at this point, I think it's safe to say that he's probably even exceeded uh, what what we thought he would be able to do as a as a freshman. But no, he he played he plays so hard. Um, he plays so hard. The the one sack, you know, he gets cut. He's on the ground. He gets up. He defeats another block. He gets to the quarterback, hits the quarterback, forces the fumble, and recovers it. All on one play. Yeah, um, that was an insane play. Yeah, it just it, you know it, it speaks to his mentality, um, his level of effort, um, the the drive he has to to make to make a play, and it, it's just it, it it is awesome to to have guys like that on the roster. Um, they they inspire. They they're they're those guys that get the momentum going, like we talked about, um, you know, earlier. Coach, last question in this look back segment. You guys ran the Wildcat for a few plays yesterday. Had Austin King in there, Paladino moving around. Were you pleased with the results? Yeah, we 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 got. Uh, I think we converted a either third and fourth and short. We got a touchdown out of it. Had a had a shot at a, a touchdown with Austin King throwing it and 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 just missed on it. But yeah, no, uh, you know we we. Uh, we got a little creative with some some things um, down in the the tight red zone um, goal line area and try to manufacture some points and yeah no it was it was a good good little wrinkle. All right, coach, thanks for coming on and breaking down this forty five thirty five win over Lehigh. Coach will be back on later in the show to preview the game next week against Holy Cross. But coming up next is the X's and O segment with linebacker coach Jordan Orlovsky. We now welcome on linebackers coach Jordan Orlovsky. Jordan. Thanks for coming on. Your first year at Fordham. How are you enjoying your first year here with the Rams? I absolutely love it. You know, uh, growing up in New Jersey, I knew much about the uh, the area, the school. Uh, my father spent some time at Fordham, so it was, it was a honor to be back here at Fordham, uh, to come up here back in the Northeast and, and get working here with Coach Bryan and the whole staff. Um, got here in February, and it's great to be here. And so, Jordan, just an incredible day from your unit as a whole. Uh what stands out to my in my mind is is Nico Thorpe's interception to start off the the long day of turnovers that you guys enjoyed. He high pointed the ball really nice, and it was just so big because I think coming into the game, one of the things we knew was that they had a hot offense and they had scored a lot of points in the past two weeks, and that was going to be the real challenge. And that first turnover was a sign that hey, we can hang with these guys. Yeah. Uh- 
yesterday we knew that uh, Lehigh's offense was potent. You know, they, they had a lot of potential and they could, they could put a, a lot of points and score, you know. And the key for us was to make sure that when they got in the red zone and when they got going that we didn't let that slide. We put our foot in the ground and, and, and stopped them. Because they were going to get their first downs. They were going to get their yards. They're, they're a really good offense. They have multiple talented all-league players at all at all levels. And, you know, offensive line, the receivers, the quarterbacks, they're all talented. And, you know, the one great thing we had with all our turnovers yesterday – they all happened in either our red zone or their red zone. So it set up our offense or it stopped their offense. Um, Nico's interception was tremendous. You know, I, I, I bust his chops. He should have he caught it once and, and started running with the ball. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, he bobbled it. it, it a he bit. bobbled it. So it, it was a great play. At the end of the day, he caught the ball. But, you know, had to bust his chops a little bit about that for not, for not uh, catching it cleanly. Uh, speaking of a linebacker that had another big day, Glenn Cunningham, 11 tackles, four sacks, a forced fumble. What can you say about the game he had and really how good he's been all season in his freshman year? Well, you know, Glenn is an, is an unbelievable kid, and people don't realize is how, how difficult it is to be a freshman and come in and play college football right away. Glenn has put in so much time and, and effort to become a great football player. He got here earlier in the summer. I worked with him all summer long to get him prepared for the season, and he's done an excellent job you know, stepping into the role as a freshman linebacker, and, and it's been crucial and key component to our defense. And yesterday showed with his, his ability to get after the quarterback. I mean, four sacks is, is incredible. And then the forced fumble and the fumble recovering by himself. And it was a great day by Glenn. So proud of Glenn and, and Nico. And, of course, can't forget Noah Fitzgerald, who was having a great day. And, unfortunately, his day got ended a little early. But he was playing pretty well as well. So You mentioned the sack fumble by Glenn Cunningham. We actually have the highlight of that. Mays in the gun, Bragalone to his left, a receiver out left, two receivers to his right. Drops back, three-step drop. Now rolls left, he's getting chased down by Glenn Cunningham, and he is hit by Cunningham and sacked in the backfield, and the ball could be out. Wow. Recovered by Fordham, wow. <laughs> we, 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 we couldn't even tell. It looked like even your defense was surprised. Like They were running off the field like it was a turnover or, it, or the, the punting unit was going to come out. Could you tell immediately that – he came up with the ball. It was just an amazing individual effort. Well, so I'm in the box. I'm up in the boots. So I have the same right. press view as you guys. And I think I had a better angle because I saw the ball get stripped away. But I thought the the corner came up and recovered it. I didn't realize that Glenn actually recovered it himself. <laughs> that was the best part of <laughs> yeah. when he comes off. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. He, he, he's full of emotion, and, and, and he plays that way. He plays at a high – his motor is never stopping. Actually, on that play, uh, he gets cut. He blitzes off the edge. The running back picks up the blitz and cuts him. So he's on all fours, pops back up, and chases down the quarterback and makes an unbelievable play. So that play right there completely exemplifies what type of player Glenn Cunningham is, his high motor, his high intensity, and how he plays the game every snap. Yeah, high motor was the word that was going to come to mind for me. That play in particular, just so impressive how it, it, it took such a long time to develop because he went through so many obstacles and got past each one and then comes up with the strip sack and recovery. So just an amazing effort. I want to talk about the running back. You guys had to face Dom Bragalone. Just an intimidating force, really, there in the backfield. How did you fire up your linebackers all day to just keep chomping at the bit, so to speak, and, and gang-tackling that guy? Well, Dom Bragalone is, is an unbelievable running back. He's been running you know, in the Patriot League for years now. Um, what makes Dom so good is his vision. You know, when, you, when you're – when you have to be account, you have to count for every gap when you play Don Braglione because he will see gaps that are usually some running backs might not see, and you, you can get away with it once or twice. But if you have any open gaps with him, he's going to exploit them. 
and then he runs with 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 power. You know, he's got big, thick, thick legs, and he's tough to bring down. So our our whole goal going into the week was to to play downhill, play into our gaps. Once we got di- once we diagnosed the play, make sure we ran downhill, played really fast, got into our gaps. The quicker we got into our gaps, the quicker the double teams came off the defensive line, and we all could work as a whole defensive unit to make plays. The defense as a whole did a really nice job against their quarterback. Brad Mays was just 20 of 39, two interceptions, sacked four times. But the linebacking unit especially, I mean, we mentioned the day Cunningham had Nico Thorpe with the interception. Was there a specific game plan for your linebacking corps going in on how to contain Mays? Yeah, so their their wide receiver crew is, is very good. You know, um, the Casey kid, the um, uh, name slipping me. Number, Troy Pelletier. Yeah, Troy Pelletier, number three. We knew that they, they we on the back end need as much people and coverage to cover those guys as possible. So in the second half, we started to spy the quarterback a little bit and add on to keep his containment. And that was just a, uh, a part of our philosophy was to we got to cover the guys in the back end. You got to do your responsibility. We're going to play zone coverage, and we're going to make him throw the ball in the tight windows. And I think at the end of the day, he got flustered by the tight windows, and, and he threw a few a few balls that we broke up and a couple that we intercepted. And even with the uh, defense end dropping into coverage, you know, Ellis Taylor had a, had a great interception because of that, that, that scheme. We wanted to make him throw the tough passes. We wanted to cover up those wide receivers, make him throw tough passes, and kind of frustrate him that way. I have one more question for you, Coach. Lawrence Menya is an interesting player on your guys' defense, and, and he fills a niche position as it literally is called on on the field star, I believe. And, and so how much communication do you have with him? And, and to what extent do you feel like that he is your linebacker? And how, many, how much communication is him between the linebacking corps? Because where he is on the field is sort of close. Yeah, when, when, when you look at our defense as a whole, we run a, a 4-2-5 defense. So there's you know two linebackers and there's five secondary players. The star position is really like a, a, a nickel or Sam or overhang, however you want to interpret it. But the star and the will play very similar techniques. And, you know, if they go formation in the boundary where they put more wide receivers towards the, the boundary, now the will is playing, in essence, the star because most teams usually align to the field where the star aligns. So the star is, is, is a position that's very similar to the will, and it's very similar to the other safety positions because it's, a, it's a naturally a safety position in your primary uh, pass player. Uh, Larry Menu, Lawrence Menu does an incredible job of, of playing the run, playing the bubbles, and doing all that type of stuff. So he really has to be a hybrid role player. So when it comes to communication with us, he has to let us know if he's in the box, he's going to help with us in the run game, or if he's out of the box and now we have to bump, move over our alignments. So, you know, the whole concept of our defense is, is predicated on that communication at all three at all three levels. It starts with the linebackers getting the defensive line right, and then it comes from the the safety is getting us right to let us know what coverage and blitz blitz package we're running. Coach, last question. We've been focusing on the linebackers, but the defense as a whole these past two weeks have really just been outstanding. You know, not just nine points allowed against Georgetown in that one, even with the 35 points allowed yesterday, still a great performance with the four turnovers and really containing that Lehigh offense. What's the biggest different, di- biggest difference sorry, you've noticed from this defense as a whole these past two weeks? Uh, as a whole, we, we're, we're – finally getting the feel of how the entire defensive concepts work and 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 trusting us you know anytime you have a new defensive coordinator a new scheme coming in it takes a little bit to get used to it and 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 you know playing fast we're playing comfortable we're playing fast and once you play fast and comfortable that's when you start to see plays being happen you know 
Uh, our guys have done an incredible job preparing each week and, and understanding what we're trying to accomplish in the game plan. All right, that'll wrap up our X's and O's segment with linebacker coach Jordan Orlovsky in his first year at Fordham making his Monday night quarterback debut. I hope you enjoyed it, Coach, and congrats on the win, and good luck next week against Holy Cross. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated. All right, now time for our Inside the Huddle segment with the two star players from yesterday, running back D'Angelo Palladino and linebacker Glenn Cunningham. Glenn, yesterday you had 11 tackles, four sacks, a forced fumble, D'Angelo, you had 31 carries, 297 yards, and three touchdowns. Two incredible performances coming in a win, most importantly. When you guys have such great individual efforts like that and it comes in a win, what is that night like and into today? I mean, what kind of high are you guys on just riding, coming off those performances? Well, obviously it's always great to win. Um, so when we put together a performance like that uh, yesterday and come out with a win, it's always awesome. Yeah, I could second that. Um, like right after the game, like the energy – uh, and excitement in the locker room is just uh, is something that we really needed as a team, and uh, that the win in yesterday and our performances brought us together as a as a family, which is what we needed. So yeah. Yeah, and so D'Angelo, you have been splitting some time with Zach Davis the past few weeks, and and so all of a sudden he's unable to go, and you're be really going to be the feature back. Did you ever expect to pile up nearly 300 yards? Um. <laughs> No, not really. Honestly, no. Um, I was I was expecting to go in there and rush over a hundred, um, just because like I I'm, I know my capabilities. Um, but I wasn't expecting to go to do that much. But I'm I'm happy <laughs> that I that I could and uh, it helped us win. So yeah. Seemingly, after every big run you had, I was like, all right, well, there's no way he can do it again. And then and then you would do it again. So I want to hear from you. Uh, if you thought you had a, did you have a favorite from yesterday? Um, I think my favorite was the last, tu- the last touchdown. That's um, what I just, was gonna say. And just because <clears throat> it was my mentality of going in was okay, like I really want this game to end now. Yeah, <laughs> ice uh, the game. I mean, I, I thought personally, I thought it was the sickest run of the day. Yeah, thanks. And it coincidentally happened to be the the game winner, thanks. kind of the and like, the coffin. And what's weird is that it was third and long and. Why would you run the ball and th- you know what I mean? Like, right. Um, but Kev was just like, it hit uh, front side last time. Too bad we had a penalty. Just try to hit it again. So, and uh, yeah. So I hit it again and scored. What right. were you more impressed with with yourself? The moves behind the line of scrimmage, sort of the 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 patience you showed, or the closing speed at the end? Um, I would say the closing speed, just because towards the beginning of the year I like. I hurt my knee and I weighed over 200 pounds, so it I was it slowed me down a lot. Um, and over the the past few weeks, I've lost some weight just to try to get my my speed back and to um, just to lower the pressure on my knee so it wouldn't hurt as much. Um, so just the fact that I could cl- have that speed back is really is more impressive than the move in the back in the backfield. So. All right, we've been talking about the run. Now let's hear the highlight of that 48-yard, essentially game-clinching touchdown from D'Angelo. Third and 14 on Lehigh's 48. Anderson in the gun. Two receivers to his left, one receiver to his right. The give is to Palladino. He cuts it back up the middle, and he has the first down, (laughs) and he's going to have a touchdown. 10-5 touchdown for him. D'Angelo Palladino with his third rushing touchdown of the day, a 48-yard rush to bring him up to 297 yards on the ground.
Does that meet your standards, that call? Are you happy to have that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. It, it, it really does. Um, the, it kind of gets me that I didn't have three more yards to hit the 300 mark. Uh, but, I mean, whatever. We won the game, so I'm happy about that. So. All right, Glenn, we didn't forget about you. You, obviously, an incredible day as well. I think maybe two plays stick out for me. The first one I want to ask you about is the sack fumble. We in the broadcast booth, we didn't even notice at first that you had ripped it out as you were bringing him down. What happened exactly on that play? How were you able to get the ball out of Mesa's hands? I mean, to be honest, I didn't know I hit it out either. Um, I just tried to tackle him. I realized the ball was on the ground, so I jumped on it. <laughs> um, so I just kind of surprised myself. And then the other play was, I believe it was your second or third sack of the day. It, was, it happened on the Keating side of the field. It was around the 20 or 25. You laid out one of the hardest hits I ever remember seeing uh, against Mays in the backfield. How were you able to just get such a uh, you know an unimpeded route to Mays there? And what's the feeling like after you just crush a quarterback like that? Well, it was a design play. So uh, for when he steps out of the pocket, I'm supposed to go uh, hit him. So <laughs> right when I saw him step out, I just kind of ran full speed and ran through him, and it was it was a great feeling. And so to get four sacks on the day, that's you know like pass rushing type numbers. Is that something? Did you surprise yourself saying, "Wow, I can." you know, do what I do as a linebacker, but also be very successful sacking the quarterback? Absolutely, yeah. I was not expecting that at all. D'Angelo, back to you for a sec. Chase Edmonds is obviously a, a leader on this team. He's one of the captains, but he's battled some injuries this year. Even when he's not on the field, what kind of influence does he have on you, you know, Zach Davis, even though he didn't play this week, but the younger guys? Um, you can just, just sense his, his focus, whether he's on the field or not on the field. Um, he's he's determined to help us and make us better, um, and he's not he's not a, a jealous person. He's not oh you had a 297 yard game like I should have been in the game. He's a you had 297 yard game, like I'm proud like I'm proud that I'm uh, in front of you, and like we can like I'm sorry we couldn't do this together. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but he's more he's he's just really happy for us. And now that Zach got hurt, um, uh, it's like even though. All the focus is kind of now on me. Um, I believe that once, especially next year, I know I'm changing the subject, but next year when um, it's me and Zach again, uh, we'll be we'll be able to be the dynamic duo again because um, that's he's been my brother for the past few right. weeks since Chase has been out. So yeah. And Glenn, I want to get back to you for a second. Um, kind of a dual question here. One, how impressed were you impressed were you by your buddy uh, Nico Thorpe's interception? That was such a big play, but really the the main question, uh, their running back Don Bragg alone had a pretty good game, and he just seemed like such a tough tackle. So, how are you inspiring your guys, and how how are you guys getting up for just keep going and chopping at the bit each time with Bragg alone? Well, with Nico, I was uh, I was ecstatic when I saw him intercept that. I, I didn't know he could jump that high. Yeah, he high pointed <laughs> it, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you know, as far as uh, Bragg alone goes, I mean, he was extremely hard to take down he was a lot faster than I thought it was going to be um so I mean it was just the fact of when we had a chance to get him down we had to get him down we couldn't let him keep pushing for those extra yards so Tommy on the broadcast yesterday compared him to a rhinoceros do you agree <laughs> absolutely he, he, uh, he just kept his feet running he ran through people so <laughs> and Glenn the last two weeks your defense has been much improved I know you were out uh, in the Georgetown game but from watching that game on the sidelines and then actually being out on the field for the Lehigh game. What do you sense is the biggest difference? Is it confidence, or, or what's the biggest difference for you guys these past couple of weeks? I would say so, yeah. I think we're playing with a lot more confidence now, and I think just our energy level is through the roof right now. I think 
that we bring energy to the field and i think um just playing with all that energy is rubbing off and uh just making a great environment for the whole team and this question be for either of you guys or both of you guys be the last question are you guys feeling a sense of momentum now with two straight wins and knowing hey we're, we're not done just yet um most definitely um even though we we struggled at the beginning of the year really bad, um, we didn't have, really have an identity. Um, but this past game against Georgetown and this past game against uh, Lehigh has really got us feeling like we're even though we're not in the front seat, feeling like we're in the front seat. You know what I mean? Like we got all the momentum in the world. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're just starting to put everything together. Even with all the injuries and sicknesses we've had, I feel like everything is just kind of starting to come together, and we're able to kind of be on a roll. All right, D'Angelo Palladino and Glenn Cunningham, the stars of yesterday's 45-35 win over Lehigh. Congrats on the great performances, guys, and thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you. Tom Scabelli and Tommy Aldridge joined again by Coach Briner to preview the game this coming week with Holy Cross, another home game. Holy Cross, just like you guys, coming in at 3-6 and six with a 2-2 two and two record in the Patriot League. I'm sure you'll be diving more into the tape this week, but from what you've seen, what's your initial impression on this Holy Cross team? Yeah, they're they're a team that I think you know is playing that that always plays very hard. Um, they they you know both sides of the ball, the 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 kids give great effort. They have some really talented guys. Uh, the quarterback Peter Puyos, a senior who did not play last year um, due to injury, back this year, um, and and you know he he's as good as anybody in this conference um, on, on defense. Nick McBeath is their, uh, is one of their linebackers who, again, you know, feels like he's been playing for 10 years in the Patriot League. Um, but he's a, an active guy, a physical guy. Um, so, no, they're, they're, they're a football team that's had some, some really high ups this season. They've had some tough games. Um, but they're, they're a football team that I expect to, to come down to the Bronx ready to play. And Coach, I'm just looking at some of their statistics from last game against Georgetown, and something that stands out is that they had really three backs who took a fair share of carries with splitting them about 15, 10, 8. And a lot of the times this year we've seen feature backs. How will you prepare different for maybe, you know, a couple guys out of the backfield versus one? And even their quarterback, Pools, uh, he took off eight times. Yeah, no. Peter's always been a guy that that is willing to to take off with the football if need be. Yeah, you you we'll sit and we'll take a look at at what they're doing with those backs. Are they doing different things um, when when each of those backs is in the game, or are they using uh, a running back by committee, so to speak? And it's the same scheme, it's the same plays, it's just a different person doing it. So it, it's a little early for that. We're we're really just diving into the to the tape now, um, but we'll we'll take a hard look at that. And, and see if there's different adjustments that need to be made per their personnel. The Ram Crusader Cup is obviously a huge rivalry, long and storied history. Does that help you guys get up even more for it? Is that just an outside distraction that doesn't matter and you, you know, going to every game with the same mindset? No, I, I think it's something, you know, it's certainly something just in tonight's team meeting that I, I talked to him about. This is, a, you know, with the, the Columbia series ending, um, you know, this is the, the only cup, you know, trophy game that that we have. So, yeah, no, definitely talk about it. Use it as motivation. Um, we, we've had it in our offices now for, for five straight seasons, and the challenge will be to, to keep it here for, for six. And so, Coach, two straight wins now. You're starting to stack that good feeling. What, uh, you know, how important is it to win 
this next game and try to finish the season undefeated maybe and see where you can go from there. The the next game is is the only only thing that matters. Um, I I have been as I've said to you guys many times throughout the season, very happy with, encouraged by how our guys have continued to approach this. Um, and, and last week was the the best week of preparation and just mindset attitude that that I thought we've had all season long. So we are simply going to try to build off of that. We have Holy Cross this week. They're a, a, a very good football program that we have a lot of respect for, that we love to compete against. So we're, we're going to focus on that. And, and when the Holy Cross game is over, then we'll focus on what's next. But but right now it's it's just Holy Cross. Tommy mentioned momentum going for a third straight win. Seems like you guys are sort of turning your season around. Is there a play either in a game or something in practice where you could kind of think that was a turning point? I have something in my mind, but I want to hear what you have. You know, I I, I don't know if I have a, a certain moment um, or, or play. I think, you know, you can look at games differently. You know, I look back on the Georgetown game. Um, I think the, the big play to Austin Longy that, that set us up for – for a score, I thought that was a, a big momentum swing. Um, you know, this this week, obviously, you know, some some long runs and some turnovers defensively. But no, I off the top of my head, I don't have a, a moment. Like I said, the the approach from the guys has been very consistent, and and we are starting to to get the results that we want. Uh, in my head, I was thinking the blocked extra point against Ooh. Georgetown to go from instead down seven six to up eight six. Thought that sort of. Got things. Yeah, no, that that that's a absolute great point. Going back to momentum, we talked about that on last week's show. Just how that that you know the quickly swung back and back into our favor with that play. I think that that's a good good point. Uh, last question on Holy Cross. You guys won fifty four fourteen last year at Yankee Stadium. Obviously, special game uh, being at the stadium. When you look back on that, what are your fondest memories? Oh man, that 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 day was a special day for Fordham. For Fordham football, um, you know the the fond memory. I'm gonna sound like a complete football coach here. <laughs> it was winning. Um, you know that that's that's always um, you know the the most important thing on game day. Uh, but no, the 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 atmosphere of Yankee Stadium, the New York Yankees organization, just everything that was put into making that an extra special experience for for our football program and our players. Um, it, it was just it was a, a fantastic fantastic day. All right, Coach, thanks, as always, for coming on. Congrats on the win over Lehigh, and good luck next week. Thank you guys so much. All right, Tommy, always good to hear from Coach Briner and various players and assistant coaches. Good show today. Got a lot of good insight uh, from these guys. Tommy, final thoughts. What's your biggest takeaway of this 45-35 Fordham win over Lehigh? You know, Tom, I think it was really just the the energy and vibe that the playmaking was creating. Coach kind of talked about that for a little bit, the excitement, the party on the sidelines, so to speak. And and really, you heard it from the players, too. It's this concept of momentum that the team is building right now and really something that they haven't had all season. So hopefully, they'll be able to carry that forward this week onto Holy Cross. Yeah, I think that Saturday, it looked like a different Fordham team than we've seen uh, in, in the past weeks. It, it reminded me of the teams over the past few years that you know were constantly playoff contenders they just looked really good on both sides of the football special teams was good as well and some some big plays and you know this Fordham team is is starting to come alive they've got momentum two more home games against Holy Cross and Bucknell you never know what's going to happen but right now things are pretty good for Fordham football 
All right, so that's going to do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks to head coach Andrew Briner, linebackers coach Jordan Orlovsky, running back D'Angelo Palladino, and linebacker Glenn Cunningham. Join us next week for another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. We'll look back at the Holy Cross game, have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches, and inside the huddle with some of the players. Don't forget to tune into WFUV's coverage of Fordham football as the Rams take on Holy Cross this Saturday, November 4th. It's homecoming weekend, so tune in for our one-on-one pregame report live at 12.50 on 90.7 FM, WFUV.org, and WFUVsports.org. Until then, for Tommy Aldridge, producer Emmanuel Berbari, and executive sports producer Bob Ahrens, Tom Scabelli saying so long. Have a good week, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a presentation of WFUV Sports. We'll see you next time.